Welcome back to work. I'm your hostess, Trinity the Tuck, and today I'm joined by the very beautiful Blair St. Clair. On this episode, we'll be talking about hot topics, politics, and more. behind-the-scenes photos? Yeah. How about full, uncensored access? Oh, yeah. Maybe you just want the full VIP treatment? Well, for as little as $1, you can become a loyal Patreon of mine at patreon.com forward slash Trinity the Tuck and enjoy behind-the-scenes photos, videos, and tons more content before everyone else. Plus, there's exclusive merch. Check it out today. Mmm. Hey, y'all. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Work. I just want to thank you for bringing my podcast into the top 100 TV and film charts on Apple Podcasts within the first week of the U.S. Yay! So today, I'm going to be talking to my girl, Blair St. Clair. Hey! Hey, girl, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Oh, I'm great. Life is good. You know, I can't complain. Good, good, good. I'm so glad to be able to talk to you on this. I tried to get you when you were in Orlando, but, you know, girl, you were so busy and... Oh, I know. Isn't that like our life, though? Like, it's always something going on, always busy, and we're always trying to make time for other things. I know. The last time we saw each other was Drag World, right? Oh, yeah. I, th- I think it was. Oh, my gosh. That's been like a couple months already. I know. You were so stunning and skinny oh, and young. Stop. Thank <laughs> you, girl. You look gorgeous as well. I look like your grandmother. Don't don't even try it. Oh, shut up. You do not. <laughs> stop it right now. Oh, gosh. Well, um, I have so many fun topics I want to talk about. You're a very, okay. inter- you're a very interesting person. Um, because, uh, you're so positive and, um, yet you're still so down to earth, um, which is very unusual in this business. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. So unusual. Um, well, I want to jump into it. I, my first thing uh, that I want to talk to you about is season 10 mm-hmm. and, um, your elimination. Okay. How do you feel about your elimination? Uh, like, do you mean, like, how do I feel, like, about, like, watching it back on TV? Or, like, how do I feel today? Because um, all those are kind of, like, a little different. Because I think so many girls, like, talk about, and you hear, like, all the time, they blame, like, how they were on TV, kind of, like, on the edit. You know, like, you hear all the time, like, they blame the edit. And honestly, like, if you say, I don't know, if you say, like, I hate her, she's a bitch. No matter when you said it, you still said those words. They can never edit you to say those words. You said it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, like, for me, it's like I never blame an edit of, like, a certain way of anything I ever did on Drag Race. And it was really, really hard watching that back and, like, everything that I said because I never went in planning to talk anything about my experience with um, sexual abuse and trauma. Like, I never, ever, like, intended to talk about that. And what you didn't see on the show was the conversation I was having with the judges of, like, getting to that place of me talking and revealing my story and everything that I did on the show, because it, it, it really was like a, a moment of leading up to it. Cause I started to kind of break down a little bit and it was more questions after another, well, why do you feel this? And why this? And why that? Until finally I was at like a breaking point when I was just like, 
this is what's going on if you just shut the hell up. And um, I never like thought that I was going to talk about it. I never really had before to anyone. And so it was just like, I completely actually was like out of body experience when it happened. So then I almost forgot like what happened on the show and the, like remembering it was me watching it back. Does that make sense? Like I had to watch it to really remember like what happened. Oh yeah. That totally happens to, I think everybody. I, there's stuff from both times I was on there that I don't remember saying or right. like, it was unclear until I watched it. Well, um, speaking of, since you brought that up, I wasn't going to bring it up because it's a very touchy subject, but like, have you come to terms a little bit more with that experience that you had as a child? That... Yeah, I, I really have. I, honestly, like I'm one of those people that I've been through a lot of different things in my life, like both positive and really negative. And I try to talk more about the positive because I feel like if I only talk about negative shit, then I can never really grow. So that was one of those things in life that I was never thought I was really going to overcome. I was just kind of like, it's here, but I'm going to pretend like it never happened. It was almost like the secret that I was like, oh, it didn't happen. I was in denial about it. And I'm actually really glad that I did talk about it because it's kind of made me have a campaign for a lot of other people and be like this representative for other people that have experiencing the same things that I've experienced. And, um, it's actually like allowed me to find like a lot of peace and serenity in my life. And I've gone to like a lot of therapy and I've talked a lot more about it, obviously now being like a representative for talking about like sexual assault. And I've like had this amazing revelation in my life of just feeling like, okay with myself and just, you know, pushing all those things, not just in the back of my mind or like past, but like really working through all of them and working through them, like with my partner and just being able to find, like happiness within myself and my body. So if I hadn't, I wouldn't have been able to feel the way I do today if it wasn't for talking about it on Drag Race. And I'm really glad that I actually did. I, you know, I, I've never been in that same situation um, as like sexual abuse, mm-hmm. um, but I have been in the past. Um, I have had a relationship that was uh, physically and mentally abusing, and um, it 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 takes a toll on you, and it, it does change you as a person and, um, you know, as, as a person, I don't know your specific experience cause I have, uh, obviously I'm not you, but y- you do hang on to that baggage for a long time. And, oh, yeah. um, I can only imagine, I know that like you and, um, or, or Bianca had made a joke or, or she, she claimed it as a joke, um, at one of her shows and, um, it was something that was offensive and you, kind of had a, a clap back. Have you and her since talked about that? No, I really don't know Bianca, honestly. We've, we've never really had, I don't think we've ever really officially met in person nor had like a conversation. And I've talked about it before and, I've, and a lot of people have asked like, how do you feel about this? And are you upset about it? And to be honest, the only reason you'd be really, really upset about it, I guess, is if you feel like someone's calling you out because something's not true. But her, like basically her point was talking about like, oh, the reason you only brought up your sexual assault on television was because you wanted sympathy votes, basically. Like, you wanted to advance further in the competition or do better by just kind of like, oh, like, here's my story and whatever she was insinuating would happen afterward. And I was like, you know, your your argument's only valid if that was true and it wasn't true. I was just speaking my mind and being honest with myself for the first time in my entire life. And it just so happened to be, like, on a place that was televised. And at that point in time, I wasn't thinking about oh, I'm on TV, this is being recorded, it's going to be on TV later. I never thought about that. I wouldn't ever think about that, like, in the situation I was in. 
So, I mean, like, I know the truth. And that's kind of all that really matters to me today. It's, you know, like, it's hearsay now. It's like, I don't care what other people say about me or what other people insinuate. But I know that I talked about it out of, like, honesty and truth for myself. And that's all it really like, comes down to today. Well, I hope that you do end up one day having a conversation with Bianca. I, I, I'm not advocating for what she said. Obviously, that was something that I don't think she should have said. But I do know, I've, I've hung out with Bianca several times. And she puts on this this very crass, harsh front for her comedy sake. But when you talk to her in person, she's not really like that. She probably doesn't even really think that. And um, I really hope that you have a, 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 a chance to have a conversation with her um, because I think that maybe you could get some little, a little more clarification from her and maybe she will apologize because I don't, I don't think she meant to hurt you. I think she, she, you know, she comes from a different era of drag cause she's, she's fucking old, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and not that that makes that necessarily right. But um, I just I just know Bianca's just she's deep down a softy, and I know that she would never have m meant that to harm you. So I really do hope that you guys get a chance to talk that out. Um, I want to move on from that because, girl, this is a a, a a very heavy way to start. We got podcast. deep, girl. Girl, we did, and I'm I'm usually okay with that, but I want to talk about your music. You're so talented, girl. You're so oh, good thank at singing. You. Thank um, you. You have already released one album, mm -hmm. and um, you're getting ready to release another one? Yeah, so in the spring, I just finished recording my second album, which is a full-length album of, like, 10 tracks. And I just finished recording it in L.A. like a week ago, and I've been working on this for months, like nine months now. So I'm, I'm like, so, 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 so stoked about it. That's exciting. Have you written the songs or are they like stuff that you've gotten from other people? Everything has been a collaboration pretty much. There's been, I think there was like one song that writers had written and submitted to me saying like, Hey, we would love for you to sing our song. I think there was one, maybe two songs that, that happened and we still even kind of revised some things together, but everything else has been like a collaboration of me. And it's all been about the whole like, theme of the album is about my life. Like basically like past experiences, present experiences, of myself and like all things that make up me, you know, things about like relationships, things about like love, things about sex, things about like happiness, things about like everything that have shaped me to be who I am today in life. And it's an entire pop album about that. I'm really excited to hear because you are so good with music. I'm like, thank you. I don't I'm really so consider excited. your, I don't really consider your music drag music. I, I just consider it music because I mean, girl. You're one of the few that actually can sing. Like, girl, I mean, I make drag music that has to be auto-tuned to death and still sounds horrible. But you make, like, really great music that I love to listen to. So I'm excited. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm really excited about it. And I love your music, too. I mean, I was in your music video. We had so much fun. That was fun. See, that's what I... I love the creative part of making music, like the music videos and, right. um, the, you know, the 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 campiness of, of songs and... Um, well, because you're also a visual artist by being a drag queen. So I think like you visualize what that video is going to look like so much easier. Yeah. Well, the, the concept of both of my my music videos were my ideas from start to finish. So I, I had a big hand in in making those um, happen. Um, I want to talk about like what what's your ultimate goal with music? My So my ultimate goal, like my dream 
it, it's changed because originally like my dream was I wanted to be on Broadway one day. Like that's what I wanted to do. Cause I love living in like live performance, but it's really changed a lot because I, if, if that ever happened, like I'd still be super, super fulfilled and excited. But I, I feel like society doesn't take drag Queens as seriously. And even sometimes today, like this is kind of heavy, but I'm going to be lighthearted about it. Um, even like different premieres of movies and things that have invited drag Queens to walk the red carpet and to be present they necessarily they haven't necessarily been like oh we want to invite you trinity because you're trinity taylor they've been like oh i want you to come because you're a drag queen and this movie is campy and can you show up in a look of one of the characters i feel like it's a little exploited at times and i'm not complaining about that because like that's we're still getting attention we're still getting like exposure but i think in term queens haven't necessarily been taken seriously and i want to change that in the terms of like pop music i want i don't want to hear people say like oh, you have great music for a drag queen. I want someone to be like, oh, you have great music. I would totally play it on my radio station. Or I would totally hear it like on the Billboard Top 100 or something like that. And like, that's what my goal is. My goal is to like help change the stigma around music, especially within like um, queer culture and, you know, especially being a drag queen. And I really want to have my music popularized in mainstream capabilities. Like that to me would be like a dream come true. It's probably like where I really, really want to go right now. I mean, I think you could totally do it. I, I want to um, speak to one of the things that you said earlier about, like, drag queens in media right now and, and going mm -hmm. to, like, movie premieres and, and all this other stuff. A lot of that has to do with um, those girls having PR. Like, yeah. they, they pay for PR, so they're basically paying for those opportunities. And I don't care what nobody says. That's what's happening because I know the tea. Somebody told oh, me. Oh, girl, I've, I've, I've also been offered many of those premieres and I've turned them down, not because I think I'm better than the fact by any means, but just because I think an opportunity like that, if you're going to take time out of your schedule, which we have very busy schedules, fly yourself there and, you know, put yourself into drag and do, it's basically like doing a job, doing a gig. There needs to be some sort of benefit on both sides. And the, the opportunities I've had that I've passed on, I've just assessed that it wasn't a smart business decision for me. Yeah. I mean, like, I definitely 100% agree if I'm going to an Angelina Jolie movie premiere, bitch, she better be hanging out with me. She better know my name. She better right. be giving me a goodie bag. She, Girl, better, she, she better adopt me as one of her kids, her 15,000 kids from all over the world, girl. If that is not the tea, because like I would love to go and do that, but I want to go as Blair St. Clair. I don't want to go as Blair St. Clair does Maleficent. And that was like some of the requirement that was asked specifically for that movie premiere. I'm not going to beat around the bush about it. Right. But, so I, I would, I want to be like, I want to be accepted, represented and um, asked to come to represent who I am. Not because like, Oh, you're a drag queen. So you can obviously put on like a Maleficent look. Right. And you can help make the, the movie look better and help, you know, publicize it and also get queer people involved. That to me is kind of dirty. It's, basically, it's, basically, it's like it's like a a a, a clown for hire, like for a birthday yeah, party. It, that's exactly what it is, and they're exploiting us by doing something like that. And I don't want to get into that language by saying like, "Oh yeah, I got an amazing picture with Angelina Jolie." I have, um, I'm not saying that others don't have dignity, but I have some sort of dignity within my career that says I want to do it because I want to do it, and I feel represented, not because I think it's just a good opportunity, and I'm just going to scramble to grab it. Oh, bitch, we are still spilling the tea, bitch. Blair St. Clair right. is. Bill and the tea bit. <gasps> Girl, I must have drank all the tea today. The green tea. The Lipton. Um, I wanna um 
ask you, I'm going to move on from this t- topic before those girls come in and attack us, girl. But um, um, you have had a huge aesthetic change. Yeah, I really have. Like from from season 10 to now, your aesthetic was, I mean, you're still gorgeous, You were, but you were much more of the southern drag, extreme accessories, yeah. over the top, like everything. Your makeup was like heavy lashes, heavy mm-hmm. makeup. And now, bitch, you are a woman. <laughs> Thanks. Like, what happened? Well, I started doing drag in Indiana, and I love Indiana. I love where I come from. I love the drag scene where I come from. But the drag scene where I come from is based on, like, that southern look. And it's very – it's, like, pageantry, like, like centered. Like, it's definitely, like, around – pageantry which is amazing so but it's just like today i just kind of realized it's not really my, my look it's not really what suits me the best and but before drag race that's the only drag i had really been exposed to so if i wanted to go perform the club and i showed up looking the way i do today they'd be like girl where's your makeup are you not gonna put me on today and it's just like an aesthetic choice that i choose today so like i couldn't really evolve and change my character without being scrutinized with where i grew up and started doing drag so i felt like I had to do drag a certain way. And then after having experiences of like traveling the world and realizing that drag is different everywhere you go, I was like, Oh, okay. This is pretty cool. Like I'm going to change a couple things about my drag and then like more changed and then more changed and then more changed. And then I was like, Oh wow, I'm I'm a new woman. You really are. You, you are like a supermodel. You wear no makeup. You wear human hair. You're a stick. You went from frumpy ruffles, big hat to like Fashion, like you are, you are like you're sickening, and I want to push you down some stairs. Thanks, thanks. If, if you're if you're anywhere close to me on some stairs, I'm gonna watch out now. <laughs> yeah, trust you. Remember the music video. I will push uh, you down I some do. stairs. Uh, some X likes or something. Well, um, so a funny question I want to ask you. I, I ask people different things in in different podcasts, but you, I don't really see like this side of you. So I want to see the side of you. Okay. Who out of the drag race sorority mm-hmm. would you kai kai with? Oh, I don't know. Don't don't even pull this. I don't know. Or no, no, girl. Um, I would give you the tea if I really knew. I'm trying to think. Cause my you, boyfriend, he don't care. Um, you better pick one, at least I, one. Okay, my type is very like masculine, buff, um, tall, dark, and handsome. So I would say Cameron, but she ain't masculine, honey. Cameron's. I love Cameron, but she's not my type. Milk. Uh, I think Milk's really handsome. Uh-huh. You wouldn't tittle with it a little? Tittle a little? T- uh, I mean, I probably <laughs> have to be on another level. <laughs> oh, but if but... I got there, I might think, consider it. What What about Bob? Bob the drag queen. He's kind of masculine. He kind of manly. You're right. He kind of is. He's really, he's really handsome. I bet um, you Bob would lay it on somebody. You think so? Oh, girl, he's probably laid it on Monet. Although, oh, stop. I doubt uh, that. I although doubt that. Uh, Monet's usually into lighter skinned dudes, so maybe not. But I probably, if I was single, I'd probably, you know, hit up Bob a little. If you were single, you choose Bob. I mean, I would be like, "Hey, girl, um, let's have a kiki and a couple of glasses of wine later. Uh, let's have a kai kai." I don't now, know. Who would you- who would your celebrity be? If you could just pick any any random like celebrity actor, singer, dancer, if oh, you were girl. single. There's t- there's too many. Like, girl, my mind is a slut. 
Uh, I, mean, I my, think. Oh, oh, you're so you're saying there's a lot, not just not just uh, too many people to pick from. Okay, I'm not mad at you. Oh yeah, there there would be a line, girl. There would be. I a think line. Zac Efron is my ultimate. That's the most basic answer, but Zac Efron, true. really? Yeah, I know it's so basic, but it's the truth. I mean, he's really cute and he has a great body, but I think that he probably has a little pee pee. You think so? I think you probably like Justin Timberlake too, don't you? How do you know that Justin Timberlake has a little wiener? I mean, I'm only guessing. I, but let me tell you one thing about uh, this is some tea from like 2000 when I was like 16 with his little ramen hairdo that he had. I used to cry in my bed at night when NSYNC came on the radio because oh my gosh. I had the biggest crush on D Justin Timberlake. And I was like, he will never love me. And why do I have to be gay? Why do I have to be a guy? And then now I'm like, ew, what was I thinking? I don't, and now today too, you're also like, he would never know if you just walked around looking like Trinity. Right. And, and also, I'm not even interested in Justin Timberlake. He, uh, my dating history would obviously show you that I'm way more into uh, Latin heat than uh some little country white boy you are so funny <laughs> well Honestly, okay. it, this is gonna sound like super cheesy but like my boyfriend really is like the ultimate like man of mans for me like he like checks off every box like emotionally physically like everything for me so if i was single i mean i guess i, I guess i'd choose justin bieber but luckily i'm not justin bieber oh i meant, I meant zach efron i guess he's on my brain too Oh my God! You're you're doing all the little teeny bopper crushes, girl. <laughs> How old are you again? I'm 24. Okay, that shows. Uh, it, it shows. Uh, oh, oh yeah, it does. I know. <laughs> I'm, not I'm not mad about it either, girl. You, uh, youth is beauty and 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 vitality and good skin and live it up, girl. Your 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 husband is beautiful. I've seen pictures of him. He's he's beautiful. You he's a sweetheart. You and him make a great couple. Oh, thanks. Well, um, I want to move on to a new topic. Okay. And we're going to do politics. Breaking news tonight on work. There's two topics that I want to talk about today. Um, one being, do, do you follow politics at all? I do. Yeah, I stay informed. Okay, good. That That's good. I knew you were a smart girl. You seem like the type that would keep up with current events and stuff. These, these two are politics, but also drag-related. The first one is Jinx just posted... I saw. You, okay, so you saw the post about yeah. being political and how if you support Trump that she doesn't want you as a fan. And what are your thoughts? And you can be honest, because I'm going to tell, I'm, I'm tell you my tea as soon as you get done. Okay, I'll be honest, because I have a couple thoughts on it. Because first, first of all, I respect anyone who is brave enough to address many, many people with the platform that we have, because we've been given like a huge platform. So I, I think it's very brave to, to have that strong of opinion. Um, but what, how I think feel about it is I think Drag Race specifically has taught people and is trying to teach people to be inclusive and to be loving, no matter how they feel, how they believe. I personally... I would rather say I want anyone to be a fan of me, whether you support Trump or whether you not support Trump. So that way you can understand who I am. You can get to know me and understand where I come from and especially the queer community. So that way maybe in the future you'll understand and you have learned something from me so that you won't vote for people for Trump or people like Trump in the future that are trying to diminish 
us as an entire community. That's kind of what I would say. I totally get your point, and that is a great point. I totally disagree. This okay. is this. Here's why. Um, if you are that blinded by, and I'm talking about people who support Trump, if mm -hmm. you are that blinded by a man in power who has done all of this negative stuff, who represents all of the things that he's done, and I'm not just talking about his anti-LGBT agenda. I'm talking okay. about like everything that he stands for as as a person, like as a human um that he he portrays. I I don't I don't want that as a fan. If you are a fan of Drag Race and you have watched the show and you have seen how the LGBT struggle, you have seen you've seen those. You already understand. You already understand at least enough to know how we struggle. And to support an administration that is so against our community first, and then and then so many other things second, is not a person that I want to be my fan. Because you clearly don't understand. You clearly live in your own world where you... It's, and I'm not talking about being a Republican. Being a Republican and being a... Trump supporter are two different things. You can be conservative, you can be a Republican and be that and 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 not support Trump. Those are two different things. There are a ton of Republicans that don't support Trump. I just don't think that if you are a fan of the show and you have watched the show, you have seen the struggles that our community have gone through, you you know. You don't we don't have to tell you more. You should already know. You've watched the show. You've seen every episode. They highlight our struggles. Right. So um, I want to move on to um, another political uh, point that was made today uh, that we've, it won't take that long to talk about. But there's this drag queen in New York named Pissy Miles who is a journalist who went to the impeachment trial today. In drag, um, right? In drag. Um, what do you think about that? I think that's amazing. I think what we should be doing is I actually like, there's part of me that almost feels guilty that I didn't do that. Does that make sense? Like, I almost wish that like I did that. I was like, why didn't I ever think of that? Like, why didn't I make that a priority in my schedule? Well, girl, first of all, they wouldn't have blinked two eyes at you with the lip gloss and <laughs> tinted okay, moisturizer. Babe. Like you would have, uh, you would have been turning heads, but just because you look like a piece of ass, girl, that that's the tea. Let's let's be real. Fair, very fair. But she was a big dude. She was a truck driving drag queen. With you know, she was not trying to hide the fact that she is a drag queen with humongous hair, humongous mm -hmm. shoulders, loud makeup, uh, those big ass feet, bitch. That's my hero. Exactly. That is a, my hero. That is a drag queen. She was not afraid. And that is, that's amazing. I love the fact that she went in there in full high whore drag. Uh, that, first of all, that she was in there to cover a story that needs to be heard. And hopefully, by her presence being there, it gets more uh, exposure. I mean, girl, it's the president getting impeached. So it's already going to get exposure, but at least people that aren't political might tune in because it's a drag queen, you know, mm -hmm. um, which is so smart, which is so smart, which is so smart. Well, next up, we're going to talk about hot topics. 
Topics. The hot topic that I've noticed recently, and you're a perfect person to talk about this with because you choose your words wisely, is verbiage in the drag community and in the LGBT community, um, as well as the use of the correct pronoun. I know right. you don't identify as trans, correct? I don't know. How do you identify? Um. I don't really know, honestly, because like, I, I guess you could probably, by definition, I guess I would define myself as non-binary, but um, I've never really necessarily made that plunge of like a definition. So I'm definitely like, I still use male pronouns when I'm out of drag. When I'm in drag, I'm all female pronouns. And um, I, I really, I, I don't necessarily keep the lives separate because Blair is an extension of who I am today. Like it's not necessarily, it's not a different character, but so I, I it's, it, I'm still kind of figuring out like where I belong. Yeah. I, I relate to you a lot. Um, I, I do, I do kind of a little bit more than you know where I am. Girl, I'm in my thirties, girl, 35 almost. So I know who I am and like what I am. So, but I also, I don't girl. You could call me. he, him, his, she, her, hers, they, them, their. Like, I, I'm i not, whatever you want to call me, just call me, girl. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've been called worse, trust. <laughs> so, um, I don't take offense to that. But I do understand that nowadays, specifically, uh, the, the use of pronouns and the use of verbiage in the correct term is... A big deal. And I bring this up because today on Instagram, I made a post and uh, someone had posted in my feed, um, basically like, you look fish, which in the drag queen realm, you know, we've used the word fish for, for ever. Yeah. And it's, uh, and it, in, in my experience in the last 16 plus years has been a positive. It's, it's always meant mm-hmm. like you look very feminine, you look very passable, you look very womanly. But if you really think about it, it really does mean something that um, kind of is a negative for people with vaginas. And so right. um, I bring that up because a fan posted fish and I had to correct him that that wasn't something you should use. And why? And um, so what are your feelings on pronouns being used and the right verbiage or or the the politically correct verbiage these days? Uh, So I think you should obviously use the correct verbiage for how someone identifies or how someone wants to identify. And um, 100% of the time, you should, you know, always make sure that if someone has said my pronouns are he, him, then, then you should use that, you know, like you, you should really respect someone's pronouns, but um, it is difficult at times where sometimes I don't know and I'll maybe use a pronoun or, or someone else's use a pronoun for someone else. And I see it happen that it's the wrong one. And that without knowing beforehand, like someone hasn't introduced beforehand and that's obviously difficult to get around as well. So I really, I kind of try to use um, they, them almost for everyone because that way I feel like I'm not using the wrong pronoun. Do you ever have like a problem? Do you feel the same way of like just being afraid of making sure you don't offend someone? I think that, um, I do sometimes. Yes. Um, 
it's just like you. Sometimes I have used the wrong pronoun. This is the thing. I, I, I talked about this a little bit in my last podcast. Intent is a huge thing. I, I feel like if you intended to offend somebody, if, if it is a trans woman and you, and you know that it is a trans woman and you are using he and him and his, then you are meaning to be offensive. Absolutely. But, but if it's someone that you, you know, that say is very masculine presenting and you use the word he, him, his, and they really are they, them, there, then, you know, if they correct you and you apologize, then girl, move on. If, if the intent wasn't to offend, then, you know, you move on. I think that I can totally sympathize with people with verbiage. I just think that also there needs to be a little bit of um, leeway with if someone does it incorrectly, you give them a chance to correct it. That's all. That's it. That, yeah, I agree there. So to end this um, conversation, I want to play a game. Okay, cute. Okay, so since you are the Mariah Carey of RuPaul's Drag Race, <laughs> um, I want to do a song lyric guessing game. Okay. Do you think you could do it? I sure, I will sure try. Do you listen to any Rue Girl music? Yeah, of course. Okay, well then you just set yourself up to fail because if you don't get these right, then you. I know. Will then, then I'm. Then I suck. Yeah. Okay. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna I'm gonna say the lyric. I'm not gonna sing it. I'm just gonna say it, and then okay. you have to tell me who sang it. Okay. Okay. Let's hope I get these right. So, the first one is, "Baby Just Hurt My Feelings." Uh, Tatiana hurt my feelings. Oh my God! Look at you. Okay, good. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, the next one is. Girl, you think this Louboutin? Nah, I got this Groupon. Oh, shit. Any is guess? It, is, it, is it Jiggly? Womp, womp, womp. No, who is it? No, it's Bob the Drag Queen. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. I thought like it. I mean, girl, you know he ain't gonna fit no Louboutin. <laughs> so the next one is work, work, bring it back, strut in them heels, and make them go click, clack. Oh, I know the song too. Um, I'm gonna give you two guesses if you don't. Okay, get this give me right. two guesses. Give me two guesses. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, I should be able to pick from, or I get a guess. No, no, you just gotta, okay. you just gotta go. Okay. Just tell um, me a name. I really don't know. I'm but gonna I know say, song. I'm gonna say it one more time, and then you gotta, you gotta okay, make your first guess. Okay. 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 Work, work, bring it back, strut in them heels, and make them go click clack. She's going to be mad if you don't know this, too. I know she will be. Because I, I, I thought it was Todrick, but Todrick's not a Rue girl. So yeah. it's not... Okay. It's, it's not Todrick. So that was your first guess. You get one okay. more guess. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'll give you a clue. Okay. Give me a clue. She almost won her season, and she... Is it Shay? Yes! Okay, Look okay, at you. Okay, okay, okay. good. Good. I was, I, was like, I was like, I was like, I know this song. Wow, two I feel so bad. I want to call her after this and tell her. <laughs> two out of three is good. You do good. Okay, so the next one is I'm a femme queen, mother of a house of no shade. Oh, RuPaul. Work! Yes. Okay, good. You only got one wrong, and Bob's going to be very mad. Yes, she will be. That's all right. She'll be all right. Okay, the next queen's going to be very offended if you don't get okay. this right. Okay. So you better know this. Okay, let's hope. Okay. Why you gotta throw me under the bus every single time I make a little fuss? 
Oh shit, I don't know this one at all. She's gonna be really disappointed. Say it one more time. Why you gotta throw me under the bus? Every single time I make a little fuss. Can you tell me what season she was on? She was on season nine. Is this you? Yes, bitch, you were in the fucking music video. What the hell oh, you mean? I, <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> I told you, girl, my music is horrible. And you're, you're trying to be like, oh, yes, I listen to it all the time. That's not true. Okay, just lyrics. Sometimes you cannot get the full effect. It was the first lyrics, girl, in the song. It's the first it thing you hear. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I am so embarrassed. You but also, be. I didn't do too bad. Okay. Uh, you didn't do too bad. You actually did guess it. So um, you've only gotten one wrong. So let's, this is the hardest one. So let's see if you get it right, okay? Okay. And the beat on repeat, and it's you, and it's me. Oh, shut up. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, girl, it's you. Oh, uh, if I got that one wrong, I'd be crying. That was so fun. Bob is going to be really so cute. mad. Bob is going to be so mad at you. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to, like, get sweet about this. You don't, you don't want to have sex with him. You don't know his lyrics. Like, what is wrong with you? Are you, are uh, you a Republican? I love you, Bob. Do you want to know, can I tell you a really quick story about Bob? Yes, go ahead. The first time I ever met Bob, she was performing in Indiana when I was doing, like, a baby queen. I was doing drag in Indiana. And um, she walks in with her purse, and she, like, has all of us, like, choreographed into her number. And I, like, looked at her, and I literally thought she was God. I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, she is, like, the coolest thing in the entire world. That's your that's your store? Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> well, that's cool. What was the song? Purse first. It was purse first. Yes, bitch. Did you have to carry a purse? Yeah, we all had to carry purses and we all had to dance with her because it was like pre-choreographed and we had to like we already knew it when she came in. Work. It was did cute. She, did she like live for you? She. I mean, she lived for like all of us, but I. But she like kind of didn't really talk to us at all. And I was like, wow. I was like, she is that bitch. She's a diva. Like she is, but like the nicest kind. I was like. Oh, I want to be like her. Wow. You know, some advice that I got from Bianca once was to never refuse to take a picture when a fan wants to take a picture because you never know if that's the last time that they'll ever get a chance to take one with you and mm -hmm. who's really going to see it. They probably have like 200 followers. Right. right. And, and also always say hello, hang out with, the local queens that you travel to their city because that is their home. That is their bar. You are on their, you are in their home. Mm -hmm. And, um, Bianca always gave me that advice. That's what I'm saying. She's, she's like a mother, but she's just a bitch. <laughs> but, Something um, I also do see at all the local shows is I always tell the people on the microphone. I always tell them, I was like, thank you so much for, you know, supporting me and supporting, I'm sure other rude girls that you bring through, but make sure you support their local drag. And if they're having a, a show where there's not, you know, a, a queen that you've seen on TV, still come out, still tip, like still, you know, be a part of the community. It's really important. I, I use that as my platform wherever I go is, is to always advocate for local queens and local, not just queens, but local entertainers because yes. um, there's so many other types of artists besides just drag queens out and, um, and you should support them because they're they're the voice for your community. But anyway, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. It's been very entertaining for me. I don't know about you, but I had a lot of fun. <laughs> Thanks, girl. I did too. I'm glad you had me. This is a blast. Yes, thank you so much. And good luck with everything coming up in the new year. I know you have a lot of projects. Is there anything else that you would like to plug before we go? 
Thanks. Uh, I would just say to definitely keep a lookout on all my social medias at Blair St. Clair on Instagram, Twitter, and um, Facebook because I do have more music that's coming out in the spring, but I also have some other really nice surprises and things that are coming out even before that. Word. You want to give anybody any clues? Uh, no clues yet, but soon. <laughs> okay. Well, we <laughs> see you at DragCon UK. Yes, you will definitely see me there. I'm super okay. excited about it. I hope to see you. I can't wait to hug you. And to close out, I just want to tell you a quote that my grandmother always told me. If you ain't got nothing nice to say, come sit by me. Thank you so much for listening to The Work Podcast. And until next time, have a good night. Bye. (laughs) 